As always, it's so good to be with you, and Happy New Year. How's it feel to be in a new year, 2022? Isn't that amazing? It truly is. Oh, by the way, have you had your 2022 good luck food? Did you have that yesterday, sort of to bring in the new year with the good luck? Now, in our tradition, back in the mountains of southeastern Kentucky, we always had black-eyed peas, ham hocks, and cornbread, and optional was buttermilk on New Year's Day because those are things that were supposed to bring you good luck. Black-eyed peas because they were round like coins, ham hocks because pigs, uh, typically they take their snoot and move things forward instead of backwards, uh, and also uh, cornbread because it looks like gold. And then there's one that somebody brought up last night. Don't forget the green. You gotta have the, ca the cabbage or the collard greens. And uh, those represent green money, okay? So uh, no duh there. My question is why can't you just take it simplified and just use peas? Well, I guess pea people don't like peas that much, do they? Um, I've also, another tradition of, uh, of having something to bring you good luck is 12 grapes. Eating 12 grapes on New Year's Day one for each month. And then a new one that I learned this year has to do with noodles. Have you heard the noodle one? Well, uh, noodles will do the job as long as they are long. You gotta have long noodles, okay, for a long life as you're gonna experience in 2022. And supposedly, but you have to check this out with your parents, they say that it's, that it's okay to slurp the noodles on New Year's Day because they're so long. So, uh, but you'll have to check on that with your parents if you want to do that. Well, enough about uh, tradition and all of those kinds of things. We're here today to celebrate the epiphany of the Lord. Epiphany. Uh, an epiphany is an aha moment. That's when you just sort of have a revelation. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody in here has had epiphanies. I know you have. Uh, where it's like, bing, wow, that was amazing. What was that? you know, where you really come to understand more fully something that was just there. And that's what the epiphany is. Um, the epiphany actually, when you think about it, the church teaches us that in the Advent and the Christmas season together, what we're celebrating today is the high point. It is the zenith, they call it, of those two seasons, the high point of those two seasons. And how is that possible? That's very interesting to me. Uh, when I think about the birth of Jesus, I mean, that's pretty substantial, but how that this could be the high point for us in the Christmas and the Advent season. Well, a, a giveaway to it is, of course, what we heard and what we've been singing today. Uh, there's a giveaway. Uh, the, it's called The Three Wise Men. And if you look over there in the crash, there they are. They have arrived. The three wise men have arrived. But interestingly enough, on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve, they're not there. They don't come, they don't show up till later. They would have been back over here by the by the statue of Jesus and, and Mary or something like that, because they are fashionably late, is what they are. And uh, they're they're late to the point that Actually, it says they come to the house at that time. Uh, so some time had passed between the manger and coming into the house, but they got there, and that's what, was mat what mattered. 
But the important thing about the three wise men, as we heard in the first scripture today, the first scripture reading, which already was in the mind of God, he knew this was going to happen and take place, as he was bringing wise people from all over the world to come and to bow down, adore, and worship this great king of the Jews. And that is the giveaway. See, these were non-Jewish people. They were non-Jewish, like you and me, most of us. I say there, there may be a few in here that are Jewish, but, you know, most of us are what we call today Gentiles. We would be, if you were to read about us in the scriptures, we would be the Gentiles. And uh, these, were, these were the three kings who were non-Jewish people who came to worship the humanity, the divinity, and the royalty of Jesus. They recognized who Jesus was. And as we heard in the second reading today, uh, Paul said that God has called me, he says, to be the apostle to the Gentiles. Now, the apostle to the Jews was Peter, right? And, uh, but God said, I'm going to send someone to preach to the Gentiles. This was, this was an epiphany. Uh, you can't, I can't overestimate or, uh, how significant this event was. It truly was a massive epiphany because what the epiphany is, it's saying that salvation is for all people who will believe and receive Jesus Christ into their lives. That's substantial. See, Jesus would come through the Jewish nation, through God's people, but salvation was for all people, not just for the Jew. And Paul makes that perfectly clear in several occasions. It was a big deal. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was the first big controversy that they had in the church. It's the first council of the church that uh, the church was called together. It's the first one of those we see. Uh, you know, how is this possible? How is this possible? See, this turned the world upside down. Now, the challenge for us is we've had 2,000 years to think about it. We don't even think about it in those terms. So what is the epiphany? You know, it's hard for us to fathom this. But we're really cutting ourselves short when we do that because the epiphany is just as powerful today as it was then. What we have to do is not become lax with it, uh, you know, become too comfortable with it, like we do with Mass sometimes when we fall asleep during the Mass. Uh, you know, we, we just sort of take it for granted, don't we? But that's not the way it should be. The Eucharist, <clears throat> like the Eucharist, the message of Jesus and the universality of Jesus receiving him is deeply deeply profound, deeply profound. And that is the epiphany. That's why we're here. That's what we're here to celebrate today. So uh, very interesting. But there's a, a second point that goes along with it that I want to ask you that has to do with today's feast. And that is, does God still speak to us through epiphanies? Do we still have those aha moments in our life. Does God do that where he revitalizes, he refreshes, he renews, he reinvigorates? 
our pursuit and passion for life? Well, the answer is absolutely yes. The answer is yes. God speaks to us today through epiphanies. It's sort of like, uh, I like what the, the first reading said. They were talking about the prophetic utterance of the Messiah who would, the, about the people being covered with dark clouds and how this revelation would bring out the sunshine. You know, I think there's a lot of people today that live under the dark clouds of life. And uh, life becomes what you might call blah. You ever have blah life? You just sort of live a blah life? Or life is dull? Or life is blasé? Or as we'll hear in the prayers of the faithful, that, that sense of apathy about life. Why is that? Has God changed? Has God left? Well, no, he's not left. He's, he's right here where he always is. And he's here to renew us. He's here to revitalize, to reinvigorate our lives, to, to move out the dark clouds in order that the sunshine of his sun may break through into our lives. So how do we become more in tune with epiphanies in our lives? The first one is to live in the present moment. Now, a lot of these things have to do with the fact that, that have to do with our culture and the way we are and that how the epiphanies sometimes go counterculture. They go against the culture if we really want to be in contact with them. See, epiphanies have to be found in the present moment because that's all you have. You know, all you have right now is where you are sitting right there. That's it. You have no guarantee. Of, of what's going to happen in the next second after the present moment. All you have is the present moment. It's where you, so to speak, it's where you live. You can't, you can't go back in the past and you can't look forward to the future. Uh, you only have the present. And the saints are really good about this because what they do is they tell you they describe to you that there are tons and tons and tons of epiphanies all around you if you are focused in the present moment. See, because God, why is that? Well, it's because God is everywhere. You can see God in everything. God is everywhere. So what you have to do is you have to look. Here's the rub. There's always a rub, isn't there? Here's where the rub comes. In this crazy, fast-paced world that we live in today, we are oftentimes distracted. We've, our to-do lists are a mile long, and the pressures of what we have to get done, they distract us is what they do, and uh, they stress us out. And when you are distracted when you are stressed out in the present moment, guess what? You're not focused on what's going on around you. You're focused on what you got to do, what you got to get done, or you're, or you're living in the past, the, oftentimes the regrets of the past. You, you can't be uh, present to the present uh, moment if you're in that kind of way. And so it's sort of like you're out of tune. You're not in tune with what's going on around you. Now, for those of you who grew up a long time ago, like me, do you remember rabbit ears? You know what rabbit ears are? 
Okay, you know that actually, for those of you that only know cable, there was such thing as a rabbit ear or an antenna before uh, that's how you received the signal. But if, this, if, if what would happen though at time, because the signal was not that clear, you'd have to get up and adjust the rabbit ears. You know, and those floppy, those long looking things on the top of your television, that's the only way you could get reception because you were not receiving the signal. It's the same thing with epiphanies. We're, we're, our antennas are out of whack, is what they are. They're not receiving, they're not, uh, they're not opened up to receiving what's going on around you. The signal, you might call it, that's coming in from out there in the, in the waves, the radio, the television waves that are out there. But they're there, but you have to be tuned into them. That's called living in the present moment. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you now that I'm getting a little older and I'm slowing down a little more because I have to. I don't have a choice about it, which is there are benefits to that. I'm learning that I'm seeing more epiphanies. I'm seeing more epiphanies around me because I'm tuned in to the present moment more than I was before, you know, not so much focused on what I got to get done, what I got to do, what, you know, it's a my long list of to-dos. And what I find is there's lots of epiphanies, they're everywhere, and what they do is they give me zeal and zest for life. I don't have to live under the dark cloud. You know, I, I put that on myself. The dark cloud is something that I live under that I put on myself. God says, let the light shine. Second thing is to be mindful that God is interested in all areas of your life. Uh, God is not distant. God is not removed from you. He's not left the, left the scene. He's intimately involved in every facet of your life. But, and that means the things that you don't see going on in your life. You know, God's at work doing things that, uh, that help to cause you from, from experiencing things in, to, in your present life. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? What's happened today that God has that you don't, you haven't seen because God's made it that way? Uh, it's like somebody said to me last night after the mass. They said, "How did you know that I almost had a car accident yesterday? How did you know that?" Well, well, God's looking out for you. See, God's looking out for you. I didn't know it. All I know is that God's looking out for you. See, He's watching out for you. And we need to take those, we don't take those things for granted. But what we do is we, we, we sort of focus on what's going on in our lives. Why not focus on the things that are not going on in your life that could be going on in your life? Like breathing. You know, how many of us take breathing for granted? But what a gift that is, isn't it? Isn't gift, isn't breathing a gift? Could you live without breathing today? You wouldn't make it out of the church today if you, if you stopped breathing, would you? Well, that's a gift from God. That's an epiphany. God has gifted you with that, hasn't he? So what you have to do is not only think about what's going on in your life that you see, but all the things that are not happening because God is involved in your life. The third and final thing is to place yourself in environments that are conducive to God's epiphanies. I love this one. I, I, I truly do. I really love this one. 
If you do a word study of two words, amazed and astonished in the Holy Scriptures, most of those times that you see those words, they come up when people are, in, are interacting with Jesus. You know, Jesus is speaking truth. They're, they're having epiphanies or Jesus is healing somebody or Jesus is feeding somebody or Jesus is raising somebody up from the dead. It says they are amazed. They are astonished. It, it's truly that kind of thing when you're around Jesus. See, the receptivity is a lot stronger when you're around Jesus, you know, the environment that you're around. And there's a powerful takeaway to that, particularly in the culture that we live in today. And it really affects our ability to tune in to what God is doing in our lives. Let me give you a couple of examples. The people you run around with, uh, that makes a difference. That makes a big difference if they're, not, if they're not people who are not connected to God, who are not uh, talking to you about good things and holy things, but offering you coarse and off-the-cuff off types of jokes kinds of things. You know, getting in touch with that. Let me ask you this one. Uh, here's another one, talking about environment. What about cha the channels that you flip to on television? You know, how do they make it conducive for you to follow God? Or what about the channels that you surf on the internet? Or what about the social media outlets that you connect to and you anonymously make your responses to them? See, all of these things add up and they can either be good for us or they can be bad for us, healthy or unhealthy. If you want to live the Christian life, if you want to experience the goodness of God, stay away from the things that are not healthy for you and embrace the things that are. That's called holiness. That's what that's called, holiness. And it's a wonderful thing. Uh, the scriptures clearly teach us that we are called to surround ourselves with people and situations that give us life, that breathe life into us, that enable us to see the things of God. Uh, one of the greatest places of that is right here being at Mass, isn't it? This is a good place to be. It, it really is a good place to be. You're around good people. You're around good things that are happening and taking place, see? That's, you see what a difference that it makes. Be honest with you, I probably receive more epiphanies at Mass than anywhere else. Well, I know I do. I mean, I, I really do because I'm focused on God. I'm focused on God when I'm here. A couple thoughts for reflection Ask God for a heart that loves God's surprises. Remember, if you're walking around with a dark cloud over your head today, remember this, God's epiphanies are everywhere. They are absolutely everywhere. And the second thing is this, do you need, do you need a little more astonishment in your life? Could you do with uh, less blah in your life? And uh, could you do with more wonder in your life and amazement to be dumbfounded, you know? Uh, could you use that? Well, if so, I'm going to tell you how to do it. And I promise you, I guarantee you 150,000%, that's how confident I am, 
that this will work. And it's this. Grow in your relationship with Jesus. It's that simple. It's that simple. God bless all of you. I love you very much.